Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Super Tuesdays, you know what we do, Chana? Shout out to everyone listening to WKBY 1080 AM. You know, we're still in this quarantine, lockdown, shelter at home. There's some states that are, you know, turning this machine back on. Some folks are really getting back after it. Some people are in places, or just say some people, you know, feel some kind of way about it. But until we're, you know, completely able to do whatever we're supposed to do, do whatever we decide to do, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Some of us are concerned about, you know, what that's going to be and what that looks like. You know, being a father, being a dad, you know, it has a whole, whole lot of different connotations to it. It's got layers. You know, it's got it's got a whole bunch of aspects to it because we have to kind of project that certain certain look to our kids. At least I know I do. I think I want to keep my kids from, you know, knowing really how bad it is out there or how bad it's not out there. Because I don't, I don't have any way to know. I, I don't, I'm not an expert. I'm not any type of medical professional. I'm a dad, you know, trying to keep what's outside, outside. I'm trying to keep what's inside, inside. And that may be something I'm doing to a fault. Because I don't want my kids to, you know, have seen anything that's odd. I don't want them to have to wrestle with any of the, the things that cause their mind already to have to skip a beat and to, to miss a thought here or there. And I, I want them to be clear-minded. I don't need to add another thing that the kids have to wrestle with. I don't want to try to transfer another spirit to them by taking them out into the world. And not that I'm going to, you know keep them in a bubble the rest of their life and because I know this particular season and era that we're in right now is an unprecedented time to use something that's always a popular phrase right now no I'm not going to do that I'm going to the rich are going to go out they're going to get back into it and but I want to make sure it's it's safe because I'm I'm erring on the side of caution because for me I know if I watch enough of the tv programming to talk about it COVID-19, COVID-19, the virus, the virus, the virus, it'll drive me nuts. And I can already tell that, you know, my kids, obviously, they know some of the stuff that's going on. They're talking to their friends, and some of them are on social media, or all of them, all of them are on social media. And so they all they all have some kind of perspective on it. They know that I'm not necessarily letting them go all the places they want to go. I mean, all of a sudden, they've got to wear masks, and... Yeah, I'm that parent that got gloves too, you know, remember? Or, excuse me, latex gloves. And we still don't think any of them have any latex allergies. You know, and they don't go to the store with me anymore. They don't go to the gas station. They don't go on any particular big trips, you know, or even small trips with me anymore. So they already know that something's different. And three of the kids, three of my sons have prescriptions for asthma. Asthma medications, I should say, not a prescription for asthma, but prescription for asthma medications. So I'm extra cautious. I, I don't want, I don't want anything to cause them to have a reaction to something, or since they are, some of them already have, you know, a breathing condition that already makes us in that target group that could contraction of something like this or another respiratory ailment could cause them some grief, and I don't want that. I, I want them to be. Solid. I want them to be safe. I want them to be protected. As a father, I'm trying to do everything that I know the Lord is telling me to do. I'm not trying to be 
me in this case. If it was me in this case, we'd stay in the house forever. Because I, I, I'm I'm one of those guys, guys, right? You know, those who like to stay inside, who really don't really care if they go out in the world and not. I mean, I do like going outside. I love the beach. I live in an area called um, Carlsbad, California. It's a little beachy town. We're about, uh, it's about 30 minutes north of San Diego. It just depends on how the traffic is. Because right now, the traffic is really light, so we probably can get to, you know, San Diego proper in about 30 to 35 minutes. Traffic being back to the way the big machine had it, yeah, it could take you about 45 minutes to an hour just to get somewhere that you'd like to be. But in this little small compilation of beachy towns, I mean, you have people that are protesting the fact that they want their beach access and they're protesting because they want to go to the park and they're protesting. You know, on this show, we don't do politics, so we're not going to even get into that. But I just thought it was very, very interesting how in a time when we really don't know what truth is, some folks' truths were drinking bleach or any other cleaning supply. Someone else's truth was, this is just a hoax like the moon landing. For some others, their truth was, you know, let's just stay indoors all the rest of the year and close the schools. Whatever whatever truth is to the those who know the truth and whatever the truth is for those who don't know the truth like me who just are, are hearing what the truth is from whatever news outlet we're following, I'm going to follow after the Lord. As far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. In our case, so our service looks like we're going to stay close to home. We're going to go out when we need to. We're going to be wise. We're going to go out and we're going to be smart. We're going to go out. We're going to follow what the those who are the law of the land say that we are supposed to do. So yeah, when we go out, we have masks on. Thankfully, we're finally able to get some. We were able to get some that were actually made for us and sent to us, which was awesome. We didn't even know they were coming, so that was an awesome thing. Thank you very much. And we also have the latex gloves, like I said. So we're going to go out, and we do go out. We've got a, one of my sons goes to get allergy shots every two weeks. So he's got to go out. And while he and I are out, we make sure that, you know, if there's any type of errands that need to run, we go do that as well. And then we come back to the house. There's probably two of my youngest sons. I don't think they've been out in almost two months. But as a dad, I've got to make sure that I'm managing not just how I'm doing, but I'm managing how these boys are doing, how my sons are doing, how these young men are doing. I need to make sure I understand where they are and constantly keeping those lines of communication, not just open, but I've got to foster them. I've got to poke the bear. I've got to ask. I've got to engage in conversation. But but dads, man, guys, how do we do that all the time? Because we're dealing with ourselves all the time and we toss in extra people and extra mindsets to deal with. What does that look like? Well, that's what the topic of today is because I'm in some cases, I'm not even sure what it looks like. I don't have an answer for any of us today. I'm, I'm just trying to piece it together. I'm trying to share my experiences with some of the guys because when we're all dealing with this whole thing of sheltering in place, when we're dealing with this whole quarantine philosophy, 
we're not really sure where we are half the time. We've spoken in previous weeks about trying to figure out how to get a routine together. We've spoken in in past weeks about you know what it looked like for you know, a small family or a father to shelter in and, and, and do vocational ministry or, or itinerant ministry, I should say. We've talked about what this has looked like from the standpoint and the lens of the book of Revelations, or Revelation, sorry. We've looked at it then from a coaching standpoint, how to get, how to stay motivated, how to stay, keep our mind and thoughts corralled so we don't just let things fly off the handle. <laughs> so maybe today we're going to, I'm not going to say we're going to give you a real perspective. No, I'm just going to give mine. Because today's topic is a quarantined dad. So, guys, with us being quarantined, we can't do a lot of our favorite activities. You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I like sports. Kind of miss my sports. You know, I, I thought it was an, uh, it was an escape. It was a getaway. It was something I used to do. I, I mean. Yeah, I've played baseball before, not at a pro level. I just played community sports, and I'm sure I could have played beyond, but that was just not something I did. That was not something that the Lord allowed me to do. I like to watch football. Not a big, I don't like to watch baseball, but I would watch the series. No matter who was in, I'd watch it. Stanley Cup. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, put a round puck in a square hole. Yeah. I like to watch for the fights. Basketball, that's my thing. The NBA. I just feel deprived because it's there's no that's not on right now. And there's no sports of any sort. Well, that's not that's not true. Because Dana White made sure that we had some sports this past weekend. Dana White turned that MMA machine back up. That UFC is back in action. It's back in full swing. It's funny, literally, full swing. Because and they even had a, a message, you know, from our leader, encouraging us to get back at it and, and give us back our sports because we needed it. And I thought that was all interesting because nothing really ever changed. And even even when I was watching that sport as at this weekend as a as a getaway as an outlet, because right now that's the only game in town. I mean, seriously, if if you had to pick a spot to turn your particular activity that had been turned down back on. You would have the only game in town. You would have the eyes of the world on you. Even as one of those fighters showed up to the arena on, I do believe it was Thursday, the report said. See how I followed it really close because there was nothing else to watch. Just athletically, competitively, yeah. One of those fighters turned up and said he had been exposed to some family members who had the virus. And he tested positive. So his fight, his match didn't even go on because... Even though he they quarantined for the two days, he was asymptomatic, which means he did not experience or exhibit any symptoms. He still tested positive, and he was not allowed to fight for health reasons. And it makes sense, totally. But it's interesting how we're, that's all going to proceed moving forward. I have no clue how they're going to do it. It all relates to being a quarantined dad because... For some of us, our favorite outlets are no longer there. I find myself for the first couple of weeks, I was just watching any piece of ESPN sports news coverage and talk about sports and talking about the sports we couldn't sport about. And then that got old. 
and that was living on... Okay, I'm a diehard Laker fan, so you all need to know that. So the next few weeks, I was, you know, living off all the Kobe Bryant replays, the greatest highlights they ever wanted to show on our sports channel. And then that kind of got old. And now they have this deal on right now, the whole Michael Jordan um, Last Dance 10-part series. You know, I always loved Jordan, so I was it was always easy to kind of follow that, but what happens when that goes away? And then some of my favorite shows aren't on TV right now. And that's running out. For some of our guys that, you know, drink a little bit less, a little bit more, we have to be mindful in this era because there'll be there's some points where our favorite our favorite mental outlet isn't there. It's being taken from us. It's, it's being quarantined as well. We find ourselves kind of walking around in a corner and beating our heads against the wall, not from a standpoint of being crazy or anything. It's just our outlet isn't there. Our new full-time, for a lot of us who aren't providing an essential service, and for those who are providing essential services, we thank you for being out there. We thank you for putting yourselves right there between us and that harm, trying to help someone become better and try to help someone get well, trying to get someone to the next level down of care need in the hospital and eventually out back to their homes. It's wonderful. We, Like they say, I don't know where we would be without you. We definitely continue to pray blessings of healing and protection on you as you're in those environments. Even if you work, well, not just at a, super, at a, at a hospital, but supermarkets and gas stations and banks or whatever else is considered to be allowed to be open now, we bless you as well. And for those of us who aren't working, for those of us who are not and are looking for a solution and trying to pay bills, I pray blessings of provision and protection on you as well. Because this is a different time. That's that's a different aspect of a quarantine death. That's a whole different place where we're wondering how we're going to feed our kids today? How are we going to feed the kids tomorrow? How are we going to keep the lights on? How are we going to keep the the mortgage company at bay? How are we going to keep the landlord at bay? How are we going to do it? So when we are in that place without our favorite outlet, the, the things that make us think that we can breathe again, when we when we don't have that, we, we don't have a way to let the pressures of life that are building up release, when we don't have the thing that we were able to use to just exhale, what do we do with that? You know, I'm still wondering. The Lord's blessed me to be able to have a set of projects that are keeping me busy. Recording these shows, studying for these prep in my mind, using everything that I know as far as my experiences. We're going to continue to do that. So as you're in this time as being a quarantine dad, we need to make sure that you're taking moments to figure out what the Lord's got for you to do. A new hobby, a new business venture, a new way of thinking. Something else to do, because I know those hobbies and chores are all going to run out. We want to talk about this a lot more when we come back. Again, I'm your host, Craig Carlisle, and you listen to The Raisin Men Show right here on WKBY. Who you hire as your realtor matters. You need a realtor who looks out for your best interests and not their own. 
Marie Clark with Allison James Estates is a full-time realtor, specializing in helping first-time homebuyers in Temecula and the surrounding areas. She is also a ministry leader. Today, why don't you choose Marie Clark to buy or sell your next home? Please call 951-265-6259. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore It Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're back. And again, the end of the first segment, we get done talking about finding a new hobby, finding something new to do, finding a new outlet for the pressures to build. Because that's really what's happening right now. The pressures are building. Our minds, no, and I know there are plenty of scriptures out there where we, you know, I know some of us are reading the, the Bible more, right? We're spending more time speaking to God more, right? We're doing more of the things that we're supposed to be doing that we haven't had a chance to do, right? We're, we're, we're growing that relationship with God, right? We're, or we, we're praying to God, asking, Lord, I need some help. I, I need to have a job. I, I need to have money. The unemployment check needs to come. The, the clients need to come. I need to sell something. I need to be able to go and be back in the world. I, I need to find a way to support my family. I, I need to be able to breathe. It's interesting during this time we're finding that two items that are spiking in sales that most common people are, are, would, be, would know right off the top. Gun sales and alcohol sales. And, and I get it. I mean, there are some people out there that are thinking that, hey, this is the end of the world and this is, you know, we don't want anarchy to set in or we don't want martial law to set in. I want to make sure I'm armed and I'm protected against, you know, people, you know, stealing my stuff and not quite sure what stuff people would want. And I, st- I had another friend that had a, was speaking to a person who was had that kind of mindset that they wanted to arm themselves either more or better and they needed to have some extra protection for their stuff. They were actually talking about their food. This was at the early stages of uh, of the quarantine, the early weeks of it. And they thought it was just really, really odd. But that's where some people are. That's where some what some people believe in. And then what, what I'm finding is a is a, a truth, not just for watching TV, but it's my personal truth, is that times like these are really showing you what your faith is built on. What do you... What are you made out of, so to speak? Back in the day, we said, what are you made out of? You made a good, strong stock, sturdy stock, or you ain't made out of nothing. When you're not able to do the things that you would normally do, when you don't have your normal routine, your normal outlets, when you can't go to your favorite places, when you can't do the things that you just thought that you did to do as a natural part of who you are and do, it really shows you who you are. It, it, it shines that mirror back towards you. It, it shines the light 
honestly could see clearly in the mirror who you are and what we're, what, what we're made of and who we are and what we're made of. Some of us are made up of what TV says we are. Some of us are a collection of social media likes. Some of us are made up of the conversations and calls. Some of us are made up of where we work. Some of us are made up of what we drive. Some of us are just made up of, in some cases, now the bottom of a glass. Another another unfortunate stat that's on the rise during this time is domestic violence. Spouse upon spouse and parents upon child. And in some cases, even child on parent. Those hotlines that are waiting to take calls from people who are being abused, in so many cases, reports are saying that they're overrun. Because the abused is having to shelter in place with the abuser, with no outlet, no place to go. You have some cases where the pressure is building so much in a home that had no previous history of violence. We're finding that people are just losing their grip on reality. Life, becoming abusers, blowing up. We talked about that even a couple weeks ago where we're finding out what those vices are, we're finding out what those things are, finding out what those triggers are, and we're, we're finding that there's, there's places we really just can't hold everything together. The Lord is the only place we're going to find solace. Yeah, he's all around all the time. Yes, he's right beside us, he's behind us, he's in front of us, he's with our neighbor. Yeah, he's out causing the grasses to grow, he's causing babies to be born, and he's escorting those who are, you know, dying into heaven. He's giving them their new assignments or finding where they're supposed to be placed. Because not everybody's going to heaven who's dying of COVID-19, so let's, let's make sure we say that for real. Just like everyone who died but previously, they weren't going to heaven because of just who they were. Just, oh, because I died of a disease, God's going to take me. Well, no. We need to make sure we understand where our, where our salvation lies. So just like even right now, what are we doing with our pent-up frustration? What are we doing with our quarantine nature? I mean, Dads, what are we doing sheltering in place? Because for a lot of us, my kids were at home two months ago. They were off at their at, off in school regularly. I'm not saying off away at school like I'm an empty nester. No, I'm talking about between the hours of like, seven-ish to two-thirty-ish, three. I was able to work from home like regular and have my home to myself without another set of eyes or ears. I might say four more sets of eyes and ears in my home coming to look to hear what I'm doing, to ask what I'm doing, ask me for something. There's There was nobody there asking me for anything. So for me in my house, there's the extra people that are there in my house all the time and it can be Frustrating. Let's just be real about it. It could drive you crazy. Just just straight up, just like, you know, for real. Right now, I mean, are we doing this right now, every day, Lord? I mean, is that is that what we're gonna do today? <laughs> is that like, yeah, exactly. That is exactly what you're gonna do today. 
That is exactly what you're doing today and tomorrow and the day after until it's all the way he wants it to be. So we have to understand that. We've got to change our perspective. We've got to look at what we're doing. We've got to be able to not just make it from day to day, but we've got to make sure we're not going to bust and just wind up with some new ailment as a result. I know I shared on a previous episode that during this time, people are going to exhibit and do exhibit signs of PTSD. Yeah, that that's that's real talk. And so when we spend this time hearing from God, listening to what he has for us, trying to get an understanding as to where we are, how we need to to move, we need to understand even the things that are affecting us. The Bible does allow us, through Scripture, to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. The him and the he there refer to God. Being our provider, being our banner over us. So we need to understand who, who that he and that him represent. So if we have cares that we're needing to cast on him, we need to do that. So let's, let's look at that in scripture. First Peter 5, 7 is where that scripture comes from. This is where the scripture we're talking about, I'm sorry. Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. In this case, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that's reading from the New International Version. Now, the anxiety there, the word used there is dealing with fear. So, the word care can be easily replaced or as a synonym for anxiety in that case. Some translations say, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And the cares, they're, of course, talking fear, anxiety. So I looked up the word anxiety because I, I'm a word person. I need to understand where we're going. I need to understand what the context is so she'll be able to apply these things properly to Scripture and, or, and to, well, apply it properly to my life because I don't want to miss place a scripture and, and misapply the meaning. I don't want to have that issue as well. So I want to make sure that this applies. So yes, this applies. I, I have cares that I, that I worry about. I have anxiety about things. I have fears about some things. It just, that doesn't mean I am those things. And so even in the proper context of making sure that we're not creating any contact, any contracts in the spiritual realm that are going to bind us to things or bind our mindsets or causing us to come in agreement with the spirit of fear, let's make sure we use the proper wording. So I canceled only those words to say, I have fear. I may be feeling the effects of anxiety or I may be influenced by the effects of anxiety right now. And I have to cast that away. I have to give that feeling away that I'm wanting to express and exhibit to the Lord because he cares for us. That's the him there. We're going to deal with that. We're not getting too far. So just dealing with anxiety, just the word meanings, distress or uneasiness of the mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. Earnest but intense desire is also what it could also be defined as. And I think a lot of us are experiencing that high level of intense anxiety or care in this particular season of our lives. And because it was two hymns there, the 
because we talk about the scripture says, cast your cares on him because he cares for us. There was no definition there. And I had to look, I was like, well, I'm sure that the him and the he has a meaning. It has a, yeah, yeah, it just meant they're pronouns. And the pronouns just means that it, you're continuing to refer back to the noun that was spoken of previously. So we went, I went back and I made sure that I understood who the noun was and who we speaking about in the verses prior. So first Peter five, six is the verse right above it talks. It says, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Of course, as it would continue one to seven as cast your anxiety or cast all your anxiety. I can't leave a word out. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, he being God. And I looked up the word God there in verse six. God is dealing with, is the word theos there, right? Which is, it, it refers to the whole Trinity, the Godhead, the, the three in one, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the three of them care for us. And he, they will, if we humble ourselves before God, the Trinity, the three in one, the, the entire Godhead, if we humbled ourselves before him, they would lift us up in due time. So, but in that time, in that time of waiting, cast your cares, cast all of our anxiety on him, the Godhead, the Trinity, because he, Godhead, God, the Trinity, cares for us. They, 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 it matters. What, what we think about matters. What we want matters. What we feel matters. What, what we're pent up against matters. What we're facing matters. And that's the main thing for today that we've got to understand that what God, what what we feel matters to God, what we want matters to God, what we're going through matters to God, and what we're doing right now matters to God. Again, you're listening to the Raising Men Show, and I'm your host Craig Carlisle. We're dealing with quarantine dad as our topic today. During this whole quarantine, our thoughts mentality and sheltered in time we're right here on wkby 1080 am out of chatter virginia we'll be right back again after these messages and we're going to continue this thought hey everyone my name is eric tomlinson with the tomlinson group at rancon real estate where we design the sale of your home around you with our nationwide network of agents you and your family are at the center of every decision conversation and step of the journey to your next home from hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. Thank you, son, for bringing us out of the break again. The, the two bumpers are from my uh, 11-year-old son, Jackson. He'll be 
12 in a few days, which, wow, that's crazy. And then that one just there, that was my oldest, youngest son, my 16-year-old, Caden. I always like to give him shouts out because when they listen to the show, it's always fun to hear your voice on radio or definitely hear your name called out somewhere. It's pretty awesome. So we were talking about, we just talked in the break about First Peter 5, 6, and 7 and dealing with casting our cares on him and going through the whole definition of what we should do. So as we continue on, I just it's helping me to understand what we're doing, what I'm doing in this time, what I'm doing with my thoughts, what I should be doing with the fears and cares and anxiety that I have, whether it be about going to the store or going out of the house, just go out in general, people coughing in the middle, and, just, and people walking around without a mask, and people walking around with no gloves, and just walking around, period, just being out and about. And again, I, I the cares that I have, I've got to give into the Lord in terms of the not knowing, because I don't know what the truth is. The, the cares I have about not being able to have an outlet and, and a place to, to that I would normally use to kind of release. Those are genuine cares. So guys, what are we doing as a quarantine dad? How are we doing with the, with our thoughts? Where are we at with what we're doing now? Is it working for us? Is it is it sh- revealing something about us that the God that God that God wants us to? know and to change and to fix. I know for me, I'm spending a lot of time trying to hear from God. And when he, when he speaks to me, I want to move quickly. And just in saying that, I, I had another reminder just Mother's Day afternoon of what happens when we don't obey, when I don't obey God and what he's saying for me. I, and I laugh because... God is so practical. God is it's just, I know God deals in miracles and there's some things that he'll do or a lot of things he'll do for people just like, oh, those are, that's just a God moment where he brought someone back to life or he saved someone from some tragedy and dying, whatever. But there's some, God is so practical. He doesn't even want us to have to sit and wait in traffic in some cases, right? And I, I laugh because Sunday I was coming back um, from a from a food pickup of some friends of mine own a restaurant, a small business. We love them as people and as family, and they have great food. So we got food from them, but it happened to be in our our old city. So it was, it was you know it wasn't an essential service in my town, but it was an essential service in another town. And I had an opportunity to ride by myself and have some quiet time and let the Lord just move and speak. And on the way home. I immediately felt I was, you know, about halfway home, and I know where I'm going. I've been to these destinations many, many times before, but I just felt like, you know, get the GPS out and put in the address to where you're going real quick and get a reroute. So I just pulled out my phone, and I quickly just, you know, typed in the address where I was going, and it was routing me off the freeway. So so here's the thing. Here's where I was. I was okay with the instructions to go to pull my phone out, to put my address in, that where I was going, into the GPS, and I hit start. And when, But the problem came for me, what is actually the reason for it? Because I didn't know the reason. It was just, wait a minute, that's taking me off the beaten path. This, where I was was in a, in a hill country where I didn't know how to get to where I was going to go next if I went off the rooks. I don't think I'd ever been off on this particular exit before. So I, I, I got off the freeway, so I was obedient to, to that point. But where the off-ramp stopped, 
and where I was supposed to make the left, I could still see forward down the down the range to the freeway. And to me, it looked clear. Ooh, that's a word there. Because sometimes when we look down in our future, we look down in our path that we're on, it looks clear. It looks like it's all going to be good. But the truth was just around that corner, just out of sight, just beyond where our own eyes can physically see, there's danger there. And the Lord may be trying to tell someone today, like he was trying to tell me, Sonny, don't go that way, son. Don't go that way, daughter. Don't, don't go any farther. Stop. Just do what I told you to do. Get off, do a course correction, go to the left, go to the right. It may look and feel as if it's going to take you a longer way, but in reality, you're going to get there ahead of everybody else that wasn't listening and not paying attention because the way I should have gone was going to take me across to a way I had never been before. Lord God, he was trying to take us somewhere we've never been before. And we don't need to try to figure it all out. We don't need to understand where he's taken us. We just need to know and have our faith so deep that God is, we know who God is and we know God's nature, that he's never going to leave us nor forsake us, like the old church used to say. He's never going to take us someplace and leave us all by ourselves unless it was someplace where we're supposed to have been. And he's not going to leave us even then because his word says he's in the, the depths of the ocean, he's in the highest of the heavens all at the same time. So how could he leave us? His spirit lives inside of us, so how could he leave us? So what I should have done was made that left and go somewhere I had never been before. It was going to lead me around the accident that was on the freeway because I went ahead and got back on the freeway. And I'm having this debate with the Lord. Why am I getting off here? This GPS has got to be wrong. You're God's positioning system for me was wrong. How am I going to tell God that he was wrong? So anyway, that's where I was wrong. And I went ahead and got back on the freeway. And just as I got down the ramp, when it was too far for me to turn back, the Lord showed me what he was taking me from, what he was trying to deliver me from. I was like, okay, get it. God, I get it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please forgive me. I was, I got into quick negotiation mode. That freeway was shut down all four lanes from an accident that had not been too long taking place. This is a Mother's Day on a quarantine when the freeways in California, Southern California to be specific, were really empty. And somebody couldn't drive well enough on an empty freeway to not flip their car on its head in the fast lane. So I'm asking the Lord, okay, God, I got it, I got it, Lord, I get it. You asked me to do this. All you asked me to do was was to get off. I, sh I should have known that there was something different because I've driven this stretch of highway so often that I don't even need to really look. I can tell just by the how long I've been, how, how, how long the hum of the tires have been going and how well, just enough of what I thought my own self knew about it where I could have known how to negotiate these freeways and these turns, these subtleties of the road without anything, without any thought to it. But the Lord says, no, I want you to take out your GPS, put in the address where you're going, get off the freeway now. But I chose to be disobedient. So as a quarantine dad, we can't afford to be disobedient. We can't afford to even delay our 
response to God. Because our families need to know where to go. Our families are looking at us and looking towards us for the answers. They're, they're looking for our faces. They're looking for our expressions. They're looking for our laughter. Looking for us to laugh. They're looking for a smile. They're looking for our responses. They're looking for our faith. I want to say so bad, not just in this time, right? Because this time is going to pass. They need to see that from us all the time. They want to know that they're that their dad is good. Even when we're not good, I, I, I'm going to do a better job not hiding how I'm doing from the kids because I, I don't want them to worry. But the reality is they already know. They know how I am because they've been around me. Same thing, same thing is for us with the Lord. We don't know all of it. We have the mind of Christ, yes. So those moments when we have clarity and we know God is with us. That he may take us way out of the way. He may take us the long way around to get us safely to the place where he'd want us to be. The, the, the image that the Lord has given me in mind just before this time and is if you're walking on a dirty on a dirt road with or without your shoes, depending on if you're germaphobe or not, it's up to you. But the, the analogy still applies. So often, if you look down, you'd see, foot, you'd see foot, footprints in the sand. And in a lot, so many cases, a lot of folks would immediately have the connotation that those are the footprints that are coming from behind you, meaning the ones that you're leaving. But in this case, this image was actually of footprints that I was following. But there was no person out in front of me that I could see, but I could just see the imprints of their feet in the sand. The Lord's reminding me just to, just to follow me. Follow the process. The process is faith in this case. The process is part of the process is obedience in this case. Follow where I'm taking you. Follow where I'm leading you. I won't let you down. I won't let you fall. I won't lead you astray. Don't try to figure me, God, me capital M, that pronoun, God. Don't All, all three, this, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Don't, don't try to follow, figure us out. Just follow us. Just follow the process. Just keep walking. I'll, I'll let you know when you get to me. Because when you get to me, you can then stop. Because if we don't do that, in these moments, especially right now, when the pressures of life are becoming so great, and we don't have the usual outlets of, well, let's be truthful. We don't have those usual places where we cast that care. Because some of us cast our cares in a glass with our favorite alcohol at the bottom of it. We toss that back a couple of times thinking that it'll taste so great. No, 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 it doesn't. I don't care what nobody say. Or, okay, all right, I'll, I'll cancel those words. Let's not be so dogmatic. Let's not so be church, so churchy, right? If the taste that you have for that alcohol or for that cigarette or for that that J feels and tastes so good, that's where you're casting your care right there. Because in so many cases, we're doing those things because we just can't deal anymore. I just I just gotta relax. I just I just don't want to think anymore. I just wanna 
I just want to let it pass by. I just want to sit back and just relax and just allow myself just to rub your ears as they used to do in the Bad Boys movie, right? Those cares that we're casting aren't on him. We're still casting those cares right on us because we're now compounding it because we're, we're now putting something else in our body that's altering our thoughts and altering our mindsets that has a, a long-term effect. I don't care what somebody says, what anybody says about this, this stuff that though it may be natural, it's still killing brain cells. So that, And that's unnatural. So I'm not quite sure where that comes into play with something we should be doing. So let, well, let's, let's, you know, I'm not trying to be you know dogmatic about it. Yeah, I've done it before, so... Let's just be real. I don't come from a place that, oh, I haven't done that before. Okay, yeah, I haven't done everything on the sun. I'm not Solomon, and there's no reason for me to have to be. There's no reason for any of us to have to be that. We just need to be real with ourselves and what we're doing and understanding that we're not. if we're not casting our cares on him, they're not going anywhere. So all the same pressures that we were feeling before worrying about a job and food and a house and, 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 and are still there, they're compounded, they're getting heavy, and our human bodies are not designed to carry those kinds of weight. We're not a we're not a mule or any type of labor animal. Alright, we're gonna stop right there for a few moments. You're listening to the Raising Men Show and I'm your host Craig Carlisle right here on WKBY 1080. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202. Or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. We're back. Last segment, final few moments of the show. We've, we've been talking all this segment, this this whole episode about quarantine dad. We're, we're in the series quarantine our thoughts and i wanted to spend some time really giving you perspective on what i've been doing what what we're doing sheltering in place without our favorite outlet without our like we just you know just talked about in the very last segment those outlets are places where we cast our cares it's places we can relax put our feet up let our hair down so to speak a lot of work to do let my hair down (laughs) yeah there's not much hair on top anymore but that's okay 
So as we were learning that the scripture, 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, is dealing with casting our cares on him, on God, the Godhead, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so those are the outlets that we have. Those are the places that we really should be casting our cares. And I know we need, uh, as people, just some things to keep our minds diverted off of, uh, of life and diverted off of the things that, that, that really cause us to think too much. And what are we doing with those times? Are we? How are we spending our time? What are we? Because some of our favorite outlets are no longer there. We talked about in the previous uh, segments about how certain TV programming, sports, and are really not there. And there's other things. In my case, my kids are always home. And, and in some of your cases, I didn't think about until now. Your kids aren't with you, especially if you're the parent that doesn't have full custody of your kids. And in some cases, you're not able to see your children on a regular basis. So maybe that's part of an outlet that you don't have. You don't get a chance to see even one of your loved ones that that may be uh, in a facility. Had a situation very recently, we've been exposed to friends whose parents are in the hospital. Another friend of ours went to the hospital and found out he had to have some significant surgery. His wife couldn't be with him. His family couldn't be with him. Friend of ours' mother was found non-responsive and had to be taken to the hospital. And the family could be in the emergency room with them until the mother was admitted into a regular patient bed, whether it be ICU or wherever. But when it came to transitioning her from ER to a regular bed space, whatever the classification, they couldn't go. And I was thinking, oh man, that lady's been in the hospital for days now by herself. I don't know what that it would look like. Have a young couple that's waiting any moment. Well, there's a couple I know. I'm sure there's other couples that are like this, right? But it's people that I know personally. Young couple getting ready to have their first child. I don't know what the rules are going to be for that husband to be able to be with his wife beyond delivery. Will he be able to do more than, will he actually even be able to see his this infant newborn child from the window shortly after delivery. There's a lot of things going on that have shaped and changed this particular era. There's some things that are changing our mindsets. So, dads, we, we have to really quarantine our thoughts because some of our natural go-tos They don't apply here. They don't. They're not even healthy here. We can't just go to what we know. We've got to go to who we should know. We can make our plan all we want, but God is ordering all of our steps every step of the way. If we let him, right? Because he's setting a plan for us to follow, but we've got to follow through. Because he's providing for us. But we've got to eat. We've got to understand what the Lord is doing. We don't have to know the why. We just have to understand that he cares for us. He's providing for us. Those are the things when I talk about understanding. We don't have to understand what he's doing with COVID-19 and this virus. No, we we just have to understand that it's here at this moment. He's allowed it to come into existence and we talked about it in previous episodes when it's, is this from God? Is this not from God? Is this man made? It doesn't matter. 
the Lord had to sign off on it. So this whole time period is something in it that is a part of his plan. And all we have to do is play our part and follow it out. Don't try to figure it out. Just follow it out. Take the time and, and, and ask the Lord, what about me do you want to change? What about me is good that you want me to keep and improve upon? What, what is, is it about you, God, that you want me to learn about you being the Father, you being the Son, you being the Holy Spirit? What is it about the three of you, the, the group of you, the one, the, the you together is one, the theos, that you want me to learn about you? What about our relationship do you want me to, to know and remember? These are the time to ask those questions when the, the response from God is, is loud so we can hear it because the rest of the world is silent, it's quiet. The distractions aren't there. And I am pray that you know and find out what those are. And in case you don't know what the voice of the Lord sounds like to you, I, I pray that you start there first and, and, and ask the Lord, well, Lord, how do you speak to me? And I want to know so I, I'm not confused by the enemy any longer about is this you or is this just that extra piece of pizza or pie? that I had the night before. I, I need to know what you, what you sound like. Lord, do you, do you speak to me in pictures and images? Do you, is it an audible voice that's a sound like me? Do you talk to me on my, on my right side or my left side? Or do you show me images? Is it a feeling down in my gut? Is it like the Olivia Pope? I can feel it in my gut. I mean, what is it? Lord, how do you speak? And then when he, then fall silent. Don't keep talking all the time. And when you get that feeling that you know what God's sounds sounding like to you, then ask the Lord to confirm it to you. Lord, Lord, is that was that you? I need to know. Was that do it again? Do it again. I need to know. Was that you that and so you get an understanding of how the Lord speaks to you. So you have a firm belief in in where that word is coming from. So you don't have to question. So even when we begin to doubt, we already know. No, 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 it spoke to me. He spoke to me just like this. Because that's the way God speaks to me. So so I, I know that was him. Just like when I got off the freeway, I knew that was the Lord telling me. But the problem didn't come in my in my recognizing the voice. The problem came in me, in me obeying the voice. That's where the problem came in. So we have to start with understanding and knowing how the Lord speaks to you. So for those of you that are seasoned vets that understand how the Lord speaks to you, we've got to know and be real keen right now with what he's saying to us and begin to kind of work on us and get some of our... Uh, our own home projects done, not the home home that we live in home, but on our inside, our temple. Get some temple maintenance that needs to be done. This is a great time to be doing road work and, and, and renovations on the temple. Because when this machine gets turned back on and these cities open back up and we get back to work, business as usual, it's going to be so loud again that we're going to have some hard times hearing the Lord. But if we been practicing what his voice, listening to what his voice sounds like, and getting to know God more, we'll thoroughly understand that when the noise kicks up, we can find his voice easily out of a crowd. For those that are parents, you know what your kids' voices sound like. You could be in a crowd of people, you can hear 18,000 kids calling out, dad, whatever, mom, whatever they kid, your child calls you, and you immediately turn. Because you're tuned to what that what you're looking for. You're tuned to what that voice sounds like. You're you're tuned to the tone and the inflection. You you know what your kid's voice sounds like. What their cry sounds like. You you know that's them. 
that's the way we need to be when the Lord speaks to us. We need to know, yep, it's the Lord calling, and yep, I need to do that right now, and just don't think about it. Some of the things that the Lord may ask us to do just seem so impractical, like getting off of a perfectly wide open freeway, or what appeared to be a perfectly wide open freeway, and going off on some side road that was going to take me on some hill country adventure. But in reality, he's only got our good in mind. He's only got his purpose for our lives in mind. I'm not saying that the Lord didn't love those other people that were in traffic. I'm not saying that at all. But when we stop and realize that the Lord calls us to do certain things, we can't be ashamed of it. We can't be feel some kind of way that we were blessed in a pandemic or we were so we were saved in an hour of need. We were, we were set apart. We were passed over in a certain situation. We can't be ashamed feel some kind of way about that because the Lord's plan is going to be his plan and his His outcome is going to be his outcome and, and we just need to be excited but from the standpoint that the Lord chose us out of all the other bazillion people he could have chosen to speak to that word to the Lord may be giving us unique opportunities and witty inventions in this time that are only for you for me for this particular time to go out and change the world even if the world is one person we need to be doing this we need to look at the things he's given our hands to do you you may be sewing and making masks you may be writing stories you may be creating content for the internet you may be you know speaking sermons online you may be painting houses with a mask on you may be dealing with yourself in a corner of your home praying for forgiveness for what you just put your hands on someone we need to spend this time seeking God because we can't do anything else. If we don't seek God in this time, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's gloom and doom and there's a big ultimatum on the end, but I'm just saying that this is the one of the single greatest times in the history of man that we've been given to do nothing but soul search and make changes. It's not like we're soul searching with a without an end. We're not like we're soul searching in a, in a position where this is the end of us. This is a soul-searching opportunity we have to get better. To, so when this thing is turned back on, we can be ready. Well, let me stop. You're listening to The Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We'll see you all next week right here on WKBY 1080. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.